Well, hello, entrepreneurs, and welcome to another episode of The Entrepreneur's Edge. If you're new to the show, uh, it's all based around a newsletter put out by Eric T. Whitmoyer, who's the founder and CEO of MyBizCoaches. Uh, if you're interested, definitely scan one of the QR codes. Uh, a lot of great content. If you're you know, running a business today or thinking about running a business in the future, um, a lot of great tips and practical advice. So definitely check it out. And uh, Eric, you recently put an article out around uh, data-driven decisions for small business owners. And I happen to see a clip that you put out on social media. So I want to play just a little bit of that and then kind of ask you a few questions about the article and uh, this clip from uh, social media. If I were to say there's three things specifically that keep business owners from growing, one of the biggest ones by far and away is that they don't know their numbers. They don't know their metrics. They don't know how their metrics convert. They don't know, you know, for instance, if I've got a hundred leads a month and we close 30 of those leads, I have 30 transactions. They don't know that information. Another big challenge that so yeah, great clip, Eric, and, and you go on to uh, share a lot of other advice. So definitely check out Eric on social media. Uh, but uh, yeah, as you're as you're kind of diving into that, you, it sounds like this is a mistake that you see time and time again as a business coach. Um, so maybe let's start with you know kind of square one here. Why is it important for business owners to really understand the data within their business? Yeah, it's a great question, David. I think that the it really kind of starts with the vast majority of business owners are not well versed in financial information in general, uh, meaning, you know, like many of them are adverse to their P&L. <laughs> they don't want to look at their P&L and not necessarily because it's bad, just because yeah. they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't like looking at that stuff. Um, and, and if you think about it inherently, the more that, that I've done this, the more I realize I'm like, they actually started their own business because they didn't want to have to go the corporate route. They didn't want to do some of the things that you typically would do in that space. And so ironically, the more that I do this, the more I realize that the, the owners are avoiding, they don't want to look at the balance sheet. They don't want to look at the P&L. Uh, even if it's a good number, they'll look at it and be like, okay, yeah, but I don't want to know the rest of it. That's fine. <laughs> right. And then. There's money to kill, right? So we're good. Right. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> and there might be some logic to the fact that maybe that's all that's important. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, but the, the reality is, you know, cash flow statements, all that kind of stuff. And so they don't want to deal with that. And, and, and so there's this natural inclination to kind of avoid that kind of data. And that's not even the data I'm referring to. I'm actually talking more specifically about the, the KPIs. And so when we sit down with a client, what we help them identify is, okay, look, I'm not talking about your profit and loss statements. I'm not talking about cash flow statements. Let's talk about what are the numbers that drive the day-to-day -day, uh, activity in your business. And so, David, you remember very well our time in our previous employer. We had numbers dialed in. I mean, it was yeah. like we had metrics for metrics for metrics, right? Yep. And 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 one of the one of the biggest things that I learned about that time with that company was. Um, and I had always been really good about analyzing numbers and data and stuff like that. But what we took it to another level, right? It was like, all you needed to do was tell me how many door swings we got on a location. And I could tell you, generally speaking, what our profitability on that store should be. Right. Yeah. Because you knew we could and execute all the other KPIs. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. on, and on a company-wide average, right? Even though this market, this, and this market's here, and this market's here, or whatever. On a company-wide average, we knew... 99% certainty, 98% certainty, this is what we could expect. Yeah. Because we've done it so many times over and over and over, hundreds of stores, right? It was it, 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 the, the, the data was there. 
And that's why the data is so important because it allows you to make very, very strategic decisions on just a few key components. Right. You yeah. don't have to have a ton of information. You can, when, once you understand what your primary drivers are for your data, you can literally narrow it down to a couple of key numbers and, and, and use that to make really important big decisions that, that'll allow you to, to do it with confidence and know, Hey, within whatever percentage, one, two, 3%, I'm very confident that we're going to come within those numbers. Yeah. But I think, you know, as, as you're talking about that, right. One of the things that was critical in that business and is critical for a lot of small business owners is forecasting. Right. And if you don't have exactly. that level of data, you don't have those KPI. If you don't even know what your KPIs are, it's extremely difficult to forecast. So any, any thoughts on that aspect of it? Well, yeah. And again, I'll go back to the financial data. The problem with financial data specifically is it's usually 15, maybe even 30 days old by the time you're reviewing it. Right. So it, 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 how do you make an intelligent decision on what to do with the business today when the data that you're looking at is compiled from, you know, 15 or 30 days ago? Right. right? That, and, and all of that is, is telling you what happened 30 days ago or 15, even yeah. 15 days ago. Right. I don't know what it tells me about what I did yesterday. And so, you know, I know if I use this analogy before on here uh, on the show with the, the plane, right, the analogy of a plane, how often the plane is off track when it flies. Right. And it's constant course corrections. Well, the only way you can make those course corrections is if you look at the data daily. So you have to have information that you're reviewing on a day-to-day -day basis. How many leads are you generating? Um, how many of those leads are getting through to, you know, who's, who's, how many conversations are we having from those leads? What's our conversion ratio from, from the, the point that somebody asked for information on the website, it comes through to somebody on a phone call, uh, gets to a salesperson, right? somebody follows up with that client, whatever the case may be, how does that, that process look like? And then now I'm having a conversation with a client. What's my conversion ratio there? How many times when I actually talk to a live client, do I convert that? Is it three out of 10? Is it five out of 10? Is it 10 out of 10? Whatever that is, until I know those numbers, right? I don't know what it's costing me to generate a sale. Right. Right. So, and, and so I have no idea, is my ad spend actually returning me what, what I need to return? You know, we can go on. I mean, literally, I can go on for hours because the reality is, is the more you break this down, you think about okay, ad spend. The the way that you determine how much money you should be spending on an ad, how much does it? What's the lifetime value of your customer? Well, how do you determine the lifetime value of the customer? What's the amount that somebody's going to spend on a, on a transaction? Let's just say it's a hundred bucks. How many times will that same customer come back to you? It, in our wireless experience, what was it? Two, three, four, five times. I mean, every yeah. two years they were renewing contracts. Right. At one point yeah. they were renewing every year, right? Yeah. So each time it was a sale. Now each sale wasn't as profitable necessarily, but each interaction created another sales opportunity, which now maybe I'm adding a, an additional line of service. Maybe I'm adding a tablet or a watch or, or uh, some tracker for my car, right? right? Each one of those is a revenue generating sales opportunity that I can piggyback bundle onto my transaction. Um, and so now if I add up all those transactions that an average client might have with me over one year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, whatever that looks like in your business, right? Now I know that let's say, let's say it's a hundred dollars. Uh, let's say, let's say we'll just use wireless. So let's say it was $300 in the front end. And each subsequent visit with a client that was worth $150, let's say. So, and I can expect to see that client five times. 
Right. So the first time is $300, four additional times is 150 a piece. So that's three, six, $900. So average lifetime value of a customer is $900 to me as a business owner, right? Knowing that, how much am I willing to pay to generate that lead? Right. Yeah. Right. And general logic in the financial sense, 10%-ish, maybe 20%. If you're in a growth phase, you know, you're trying to ramp up business. Um, if you're super, super conservative, 5%, but you have to factor some kind of ad budget, some kind of marketing budget to generate those leads to bring that business in, knowing full well that you should get three, four, five uh, additional sales from the average client. Now, some could be 10, some could be two, but if the average is five and the average conversion is 300 and then four transactions of 150, I know the lifetime value is $900. And if you're tracking that data, all of that is really, it's just simple math at that point. Yeah. Now, everything I just said for many people listening to this show are probably going, uh, I don't even want to deal with all that. <laughs> but now, because I know that, I know that the, the, the amount of money that I want to spend to generate that lead is $90. Yeah. So if I sit down with a marketing agency and say, I want to generate leads at $45 to $100 per lead, can we do that? And they'll work through the and they'll say, okay, well, here's an option that'll get us at $30 a lead. Here's an option that yeah. we'll get at $60 a lead. And, and so now you can make intelligent decisions. Otherwise, you're just spitting in the wind. You have no idea where that's going. You have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And, and this is why most owners are struggling when they decide they want to scale because they don't know where to start. Well, the first place right. you have to start is understanding what it's going to cost to acquire those new customers. Yeah. And that's understanding lifetime value of a customer is one of the first places you go. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, um, I mean, those are some great kind of marketing and, and sales metrics. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, the entrepreneur that's maybe watching or listening to this and they're just trying to figure out, you know, what do we even start with? How, what do we even measure, right? What are the things right. that I should be measuring and then kind of, you know, go from there. So any advice on how to determine what are those KPIs? What are those things that need to be measured within their business? Yeah. I would say, first of all, look, what, where are the pain points? What, what are your biggest frustrations with your business? For instance, it could be something as simple as uh, uh, reviews, right? Uh, we're just having a conversation about reviews, right? If, yeah. if, if you are in a situation where um, you don't feel like you're getting your presence online, and which is de deterring your ability to get more leads, bring in more clients, maybe even potentially convert clients, it could be because your reviews aren't well good enough on your Google profile. Right. Because by the way, most people do their research today because it's real simple to do digital research, right? Yeah. So if I'm looking to make a, a purchase decision and I go and I look at somebody's Google profile, which is really easy to do, and I recognize, oh, look, they have no reviews or they have a three-star average review. Guess what? If you're under 3.5, good luck getting business. Yeah. Yeah, I recently just I uh, was doing the research on that and found and, and they they actually shared that anything less than 3.5, if you actually got business, it, it it would from it wouldn't come from online. Yeah, right. People people would see less than a 3.5 uh, review. You're not going to generate new business from that. Well, I'll tell you, if I see a sushi restaurant that's under four, I'm not risking it. So I told you that. There you go. Exactly. Right. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, it could be something as simple as reviews. How many reviews do you have and what's your average score? If you have less than 10 reviews and you don't have at least 
good luck getting any business digitally from your Google profile, at least. Yeah. Now, there's Yelp and these other platforms as well. And, and, and then if you're marketing on some of these platforms, you, I mean, if you had less than 3.5 or less than 10 reviews and you're spending money on Google ads, the odds are not in your favor to really generate much business from that at all, which means you're yeah. wasting that ad spend. Right. Right. So again, I can I can quickly identify by knowing a few key numbers. I can quickly identify is this a place I want to be. But so reviews would be a simple one that I would say I would definitely look in, into. The next one I would say is what do what's your lead count? Yeah. And people say, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, how many phone calls do you get a day? They're business or sales oriented, I should say. Uh, how many people are calling in saying I want to do business with your business? Or if I if um if I'm more of a retail brick and mortar where people walk in. Okay, well then how many door swings are you getting a day? That's what we did in our space in the wireless retail, right? So how many door swings are you getting a day? And then you can back into, and even if the data isn't ideal, like I'm sure David, you remember this. When we first started tracking that data, I think our, our original closing ratio was like 3%. Yeah. And so that was a hundred people walk in the door and three people walked out with a phone. Yeah, but as you're starting three, point, right? Right, right. Well, and let me rephrase that. Three phones went out the door. That could have been three phones to one customer. Right. But if hundred people sure. walk through the door, right? Yeah, if hundred yeah. people walk through the door and three phones went out, our conversion ratio is three percent. Don't right. get caught up in the semantics of that. Just, just know to your point that's your benchmark. It's three yeah. percent closing ratio. And 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 now, how do I improve that? How do I increase that? So. Then and, and as you analyze what that does is that now it makes you more critical about each customer interaction. Yeah. Was that a potential sales opportunity? Right. So uh, but I'll get back to the question. So uh, some type of conversion ratio. How many interactions am I having today that's a legitimate sales opportunity? If you don't know that, you need to figure out a way to track that. And there are lots of ways to do that digitally. Uh, and, and that's where I think that's again, I go back to not knowing the numbers. That's yeah. the biggest problem with most small business owners is they're not investing time in understanding what that data looks like. Yeah. But you need to know your leads, how many people you're talking to that are sales conversations, how many of those you're converting, your reviews. And then the other thing you absolutely need to know is what's the average dollars per transaction. Yeah. Love Which it. if you're using any kind of point of sale, you can typically figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But no, those, those four numbers would be the first four you start with. Yeah, I love that. And, and you kind of, you mentioned something that, that stuck out to me is maybe the metrics you start with aren't the ones you end with, right? There's kind of an evolution. Of, I was thinking of the reviews you're talking about, you know, start with what is my average review right now, but then figure out how many customers do I interact with per month and what's my average uh, ratio of, you know, customers that actually do a review and how do I increase that? And so you can start to kind of build out sub metrics and kind of go into what you were talking about where we had, you know, 200 different metrics and we had some main ones that we focused on, but you know, all these other ancillary metrics that kind of right. help you dial it in. And um, I think that's important to understand, right? But start, start with some data. I think you have some great recommendations and then over time, you know, evaluate, do I need to get maybe more micro aware of things within that data set or are there other metrics? And I think that's a really important point. Yeah. And I, as you say that, that, that term micro aware of, of additional metrics, right? I, I think that that's where the real evolution and understanding comes from is as you, okay, what's my conversion ratio? Well, like I said, in the example I made briefly, hundred door swings and I close three phones. Well, was yeah. that three phones to one person? 
Right. Or was that three individual phones to three different people? Yeah. Now that's, that's a great example of why do I need to be micro aware of that? Yeah. Well, if I recognize that it was three to one person, you know, I could go back and look at that specific sales transaction and understand what was done during that conversation that equated to three, three sales on one, one deal. Right. That also allows me to look at the other 99 customer interactions and figure out what happened with those that they didn't convert into sales. Right. right. But again, without that metric, I have no idea if if you told me, David, if you're your store manager and you tell me, oh, geez, I didn't have anybody come in the store today. It was really slow. OK, okay. I don't have any data to argue. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and, and this is this is where, you know, this 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 whole phrase where it all really kind of stems from is you get the average business owner. that says, oh, it was slow today. Relative to what? Yeah. Right. right. I mean, it's like, yeah, it could have been slow, but relative to what? I mean, how many times did we hear that excuse in our space? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, OK, yeah, it was better not to make that excuse really <laughs> quick when I was working for you. So, yes, I remember that. I, those words never came out of my mouth. <laughs> not after the first time or two. Yeah. Yeah. I learned. I learned. Yeah, real you, were, you, you were a fast learner. I'll give you that. We failed to convert on the traffic, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the you know the point there is is you take the average business owner that's not seeing the results that they want to see and they turn to their team and say what happened today oh boss sorry it was slow today okay relative to what you know it was you know in, in Arizona we have these these rainstorms and when it's a, a monsoon is a torrential downpour and nobody's leaving there wherever they're at right if they're undercover they're not leaving right so yeah. yeah, if it was a really crappy, miserable, rainy day like that in Arizona, you're right. My traffic could have been one third, but yeah. I still had, if it was a hundred people normally, and it was only 33 people, you still had 33 people. Yeah. Right. And 33 people, if you could average a 10% close ratio would have been 3.3 sales. Right. So why didn't we get 3.3 sales? Right. And so it's you know, to your point and it's like, but I can't do that without that benchmark. I need to know what my, and, and, and regardless of what the number is in the beginning, it will evolve. I, yeah. I wouldn't even say it could, it absolutely will evolve because as you learn to appreciate the data, you'll get deeper into it and understand, okay, what, what really led to this and what should I be tracking here? Yeah. What was the missed opportunity? But don't don't focus on that, right? If you if you don't have that kind of data yet, which many businesses do not, don't try and get there from here. Yeah. Just start with those first four metrics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many sales a day? How many opportunities to sell did you have? Now we have a conversion ratio. What's the average transaction per close per trans or average dollar per transaction? Simply take the sales for the day, divide it by the number of transactions done. There's your dollars per transaction. Yeah. It, it, does it matter that somebody bought a thousand dollars and one person bought a one dollar? No, it doesn't matter. Just take an average. It'll build over time. The data, the, the the averages will play out over time, and then you'll be able to extrapolate more and more understanding of that data. That will then lead to better and better decisions. Yeah, and opportunities for improvement, right? Because now I see trends that I can build out of that. But without that data, it's and, and this is why you see. Uh, Amazon getting into the data space. That's why IBM's been in the data space. That's why all these tech companies are in data and trying to capture more data about what we spend our money on, how we spend our money, where we spend our money, because yeah. now they know where to spend their money to drive us to where we would go back, you know, spend our money on their products or services. Yeah. 
So it's, as you said this, Eric, I'm going to say something that you may, you may disagree with, and that's totally fine. But I would say somebody maybe listen to this and they think, you know, I don't have all this time and money to set up, you know, digital tools and analytics and all that. So, that sounds complicated. I think just like your initial data set is a starting point. I also think, you know, if needed, start with very basic tracking. I mean, I think back to, you know, uh, like tick sheets for sales yep. and traffic or handheld clickers that you'd see at like, you know, a ride at the fair, right? And things like that. But, you know, start somewhere and you can improve your methods just like you improve, you know, the metrics that you track, but start with somewhere and don't, don't allow yourself to buy into an excuse of, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the technological understanding, right? Those sorts of things. Those are excuses, right? Find a way to get that baseline data and then build from there. So again, you may, I know you're all about automation and AI. We both love that. So if moth base, correct me, but uh, that's where my mind went as you were saying that. Anything, anything's a, an improvement over nothing, right? Yeah. And and yeah. and the one thing that I've, I've come to appreciate in my entire life, that which gets measured gets improved. Yep. If I can't measure it, I can't improve it. As a matter of fact, this is it goes in literally this ex, is an extension of personal development coaching. Yeah. In the personal development space, the first thing they teach you is 100% responsibility. Mm -hmm. You have to take 100% responsibility for everything in your life. And the reason you have to do that is without that acknowledgement, you can't change it. As long as I can excuse it away that it's your fault, David, that I was late because yep. you were driving right? Then, then as long as I can blame you for it, I don't have to take responsibility. I'll never fix it. I'll never yeah. change it. Right. It's the same thing with your business. If I don't have access to the information, how can I adjust it? How can I correct yeah. it? And even if you're a passionate business owner and you want to improve your business, but you have no idea where these benchmarks are, you don't know where your business, I mean, how do you get from here to there without knowing where you're at in the map? Yeah. Right. That's, that's the, probably the best analogy, right? Yeah. I can't get from from Phoenix, Arizona to to uh, where, where do you live in Utah again? <laughs> it's all the front and north, I know. <laughs> but you know, how do I get from here to there without knowing yeah. where I am first, right? And right. so that's what the data is really about. Find that, find a way to measure that. To your point, right? Find yeah. some way to measure something. And yeah. generally speaking, you can get to some of the data that I just referenced. Uh, but now, now that you have that, right now, you I mean, uh, another example would be web data. Yeah. You know, website. I'll bet you of our current client base or the client base that we've had over, over the last four and a half years, I'm going to say very comfortably at least three quarters of them probably had zero understanding or zero, zero knowledge of how much traffic was going to their website. Yeah, crazy, right? Full, full on 75%, I'm going to say 100% confidence now, 75% of our clients, three, three quarters of them, would, would not have had any perspective when we first engaged with them as to what their traffic was on their website. Yeah, which, and going to your point, right? I mean, first, what a blind spot to have as a business owner because everything's online but also you know just just get that data point look at it monthly and you know maybe you're not a web expert you don't know you know what good is right what what is average track what should it be right but what we do know is here's what it was last month it went up or down this month and then after six months 
you kind of know what an average is and you know, well, hey, we went up and why did we go up? And you start asking questions and then boom, now you're starting to get useful data. So I think that's a great illustration of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I, I'll, I'll share this for any business that's a service-based business where they think, well, I really don't do a whole lot of online business. Like I don't sell a product, I sell a service. It takes a physical interaction, David, for you and I to, to engage in a sale. And we get on a Zoom call or however I sell that to you. Um, coaching, prime example, right? So I have uh, a I have a, a marketing person I work very closely with. And that individual worked with a client, a coach, uh, a life coach, not a business coach, but a life coach. And they um, their, their website traffic, they were getting about 54 hits a month. So almost two a day yeah hit a month on their website and they were trying to scratch it out as a uh, and and so he worked with them and this is more google profile right both of your google profile get your reviews up gets more traffic and the work that they did took them with just 90 days took them from 54 hits a month to 2044. wow huge huge lift Jeez. yeah sales tripled yeah Right. And I'm like, oh, where did all this business come from? Well, people are actually going to your website now. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the person that did it was convinced that it would have zero impact on their sales. Wow. Because I don't sell online. Yeah. It's not about selling online, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner. It's the fact that you're seeing more people are seeing what you do online. Because right. that's where they go to get their information. We don't yeah. watch the news anymore on TV the way that we used to. We go yeah. on social media. We yeah. go on websites. We go research. the. So if I see that you're a business coach or if I search uh, life coach, sorry, if I search life coach on Google and we're in the same general vicinity on, in, in, the, in, the, in the city of Phoenix, for instance, then there's a likelihood that you're going to be pretty close on the site and it just because of because you're physically closer than I am. If your yeah. Google profile is in a decent place, you would easily go from 54 hits a month on your website to a few hundred. Yeah. But with the work that they did, they went to 2000 and the sales numbers tripled Yeah. in 90 days. Yeah. But, it, but it's, I don't think they weren't measuring it at all. Start measuring it, take some action to improve it. And now they have this gain. I mean, it, yeah, it's incredible. Story. And, and, and that was the crazy part. There was nothing done that changed the sales process anything. All they did was optimize the Google profile so wow. that more people were seeing the website. It created more phone calls. And the irony is, is even though it created more phone calls, the client did not realize where the business was coming from. It was majority it was coming from because they were still calling. It was just they were getting the phone number from the, the even not even the website, but the Google profile. Yes, it increased the website traffic, but the, yeah. the numbers listed in the Google profile and, and people started calling that number and started generating more traffic. And yeah. wow. that's where the bill, but the, the, when, when the, when the marketing person sat down with the owner of the, of the life coaching business and said, well, let's, let's talk about, you know, how all those success you had. He's like, well, it really hasn't come from the website. You're right. It hasn't come from the website. It came from people calling from the phone number on the website, <laughs> <laughs> which you can track that link. Yeah. 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 Right? And so they had all the embedded data yeah. in there. Which I, I, few hundred dollars to do that and you're yeah. not talking about tens of thousands of dollars to build that kind of data so right. to your point earlier about well i don't have the money to make that kind of investment it's really not that much the problem is if i don't understand it i assume it's either really expensive or too hard to do yeah right and 
you know, and, and this this comes full circle. This is why people would want to get a coach because a coach can help you understand this, identify what would be valuable for your business and how you can benefit from it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great a great comment to to end with there. And I, as you're talking about getting a coach, um, I know that you do a great job helping small business owners identify their metrics, their KPIs, think about different ways to track. Um, and so I just wanted to uh, to throw this up here. But yeah, if you're interested in booking that free consultation with Eric or one of his coaches, um, they go through a 12 step process, identify what your key metrics are, where they can improve, you know, your bottom line, your sales, all that sort of stuff. So definitely head over to mybizcoaches.co or scan that QR code. Um, but yeah, what does that, what does that meeting look like, Eric? If somebody came to you, they watched this, saw this and said, yeah, Hey, I, I need to be a little more data driven. I need to figure out my metrics or I need to understand what to do with the data I have. What does that conversation look like with you or one of your coaches? Yeah, so initial conversation, 30, maybe 45 minutes, it really kind of depends, but it's it's a series of questions that we kind of go through, you know, and, and truly understand where, again, where you're at on the map. How much have you done? What have you tried? Uh, you know, what, what's your what's your primary focus? And then once we identify some of those things, we're able to plug some pieces into our software, identify some opportunities, some really quick, significant improvements into the business, um, how we could increase lead traffic, how we could increase closing ratio or dollars per transaction or whatever it might be that's going to help give you an immediate lift in revenue based on your current trends and what you're currently doing. And often it's just a matter of uncovering what are the missed opportunities, right? So it's just something, uncover that. But that, that's our primary focus. And, and, and depending on how far, how long somebody engages with us, um, as far as a, a coaching uh, agreement, usually we can only affect one or two, maybe three key metrics in some defined period of time. So it's our our whole focus is how quickly can we get you a nice return for the investment, and and how quickly we can get that identified and then executed and, and get it in place so you get the result. Yeah. Awesome. No, I love it. Yeah. So again, if you're interested, um, yeah, just scan the QR code, mybizcoaches.co. Uh, I know Eric or one of his team members would love to chat with you. Uh, Eric, at the beginning, you talked about what are the pain points, right? And I think that's a good starting place with a coach is here's where I'm struggling. Here's, you know, opportunities, challenges, right? Those sorts of things. Um, and then I think the conversation really grows from there. So uh, definitely take it. It doesn't cost you anything. Might as well uh, have that conversation and move closer to your goals. Um, speaking of goals, Eric, you have an aggressive goal this year for my biz coaches. Uh, you want to uh, share a bit about that with our audience? I see what you did there. That was good. I like that. <laughs> <Thank> you, <Eric. laughs> uh, yeah. So we have an aggressive goal. Uh, my goal last year was in, over the next three years to put a hundred coaches into our program and get a hundred coaches certified and now helping small business owners. Uh, last year we were able to bring in, I think a total of six coaches. And, and through that period of time, uncovered and recognized some gaps and opportunities in our model and how we can, how we can uh, uh, get this to go faster, how we can make the, the engine go faster, right? And uh, so we uncovered some opportunities. You know, we, we were able to tweak some, some of the program and make it more cost effective, uh, identify who is a, a best fit for our coaching model and, and who, would, who would be a good candidate for us that would bring the right tools to the table uh, so that we could introduce what we know and what we've learned over the last four and a half years of being in business and give that, that program, that business in a box to our coaches. So our plan is to put a hundred coaches out there in the, in the 2024, 
Um, I think we've got four right now as we speak at the, the 19th of January. So uh, excited about the opportunity and where we're going with this. Uh, most importantly, I'm excited about the being able to impact that mission uh, because our billion dollar mission is 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 nearly impossible without a team, uh, a pretty good size team, maybe a small army. Um, so we we need to uh, we need to find more people that are passionate about helping people improve their businesses. And if so, if you've got any kind of acumen, whether it's marketing or sales, maybe you worked in the operations department um, or area field of business, and you've got experience working with businesses and you understand business, uh, be a great opportunity to become a coach and learn how we help clients grow and scale their operations. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And again, that, uh, that QR code, or you can go to the, the website. Um, yeah, no, no cost to have a conversation and figure, yep. figure out if it's a good fit for you. Right. So maybe you've thought about coaching, maybe you're not sure if it is the right fit or kind of, you know, why would I do this versus other businesses that are out there? Um, why not pick up the phone, have that conversation with Eric and, and see if you'd be a fit for my business coaches. So love it. hundred coaches, man. It's aggressive, yeah. but uh, hey, you've got your starting point and you've got your end point and you've got a plan to get there. So you're already that's ahead right. of people that don't have those metrics, bringing it full circle there. That's awesome. That's our 2024 BHAG. There you go. That's awesome, man. Well, anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? Yeah, the last thing I was going to say is that uh, we do have a webinar coming up in February. Uh, we'll get the official date and time here shortly. But uh, we have a webinar coming up where we're going to describe uh, in the webinar for about 45 minutes to an hour exactly how we help those coaches get their businesses off the ground, up and running. And if they're already an existing coach, some of the things that we in, 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 integrate, I can speak, uh, into our program so that we can help those coaches that may maybe not been able to find clients that they wanted to find or the types of clients they wanted to find. We help them do that, identify that and, and, and do that more effectively, uh, as well as all of the additional tools and resources that we've been able to aggregate over the last four and a half years. We can introduce that and make that part of your tool set as a coach so you can be more effective. And if you're an executive or, or some, somebody in the business space that looking to transition, um, yeah. Through this webinar, you can learn more about what we do and what we're offering and, and how we can make that uh, uh, a, 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 an interesting experience that I believe that you'd be very uh, excited about trying to help other uh, people grow their business. Awesome. So more to come on that. Um, I will say uh, it will be on, on the website once it's available. So by the time you watch or listen to this, mybizcoaches.com forward slash events, uh, all the events are going to be listed there. So definitely check it out. And uh, we'll be posting that link on Eric's social media. So definitely check that out. You saw the video clip from earlier, uh, always putting good content out there. Same thing, the newsletter on LinkedIn. Um, so make sure you follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And same thing with the show. So if you found value in this, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And uh, Eric, it's always a pleasure uh, talking business with you here on the Entrepreneur's Edge and uh, hope you have a good day. Awesome. Thanks, David. All right. See you.